0: Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Four minutes past five. It's Wednesday. Just whizzing through, isn't it? Only seems like three days ago we were celebrating Valentine's Day. And then all of a sudden we're now at the 18th. Before we know where we are, by the end of the month, then we're into March. Ever near a birthday time. Fantastic. Do you know, you can't believe, can you open up the papers this morning, and as as Bill has already told you, the Sun this morning, Ripper, set to be freed from prison. This is the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. Let me just remind you, he butchered 13 women, tried to kill seven more, and some person at Broadmoor says, uh, as long as he stays on his medication, he shouldn't be a danger to women. Oh, well, fine, then. Let's let him run a hostel. (laughs) That's amazing, isn't it? Broadmoor say that he's low risk. Good. Why don't you let him move in with one of your wives, then? Let's see how he does. Absolutely unbelievable. Thirteen wi- What does it take in this country to get... You know, you, you can kill a whole family of six, and you get nothing. And the Yorkshire Ripper butchered 13 women. And I remember the line distinctly. The police cocked up so many times with Peter Sutcliffe. They'd already arrested him twice. And, and he just said, no, I wasn't there on the time. And they went, OK, fine, so they let him go. And then another time, then the next time, they actually arrested him... And they were taking him to the... St- I mean, you cannot believe the the, the absolute <laughs> dimness of the police in this case. And halfway down the journey, he said, I need to go to the toilet. So they'd already arrested him at the scene of the crime, or uh, very near the scene of the crime. And he said, oh, I need to go to the toilet. So they stopped the police car. He gets out of the car. He goes round the back of a building. And... Lovely, thanks. And he... Good grief. And he goes to, uh, to the toilet. So they then carry on to the police station and they then sit in the police station and they start talking to him. And then one of the policemen thinks, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we drop him off, he goes to the toilet and then he gets back in the police car. I wonder. So being bright, they get back in the car and they go back round the uh, the house where he went and they find the bloodstained hammer. So they've got the hammer. So they go back in, so they start questioning him and asking about, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. And And in the end, he turns round, he says, uh, you're going to ask me, aren't you, if I'm the Yorkshire Ripper? He said, I am. And that was that. And I remember, because I was working on the radio on the day that uh, some loony had sent in a tape to the police saying... I'm Jack, I'm, I'm the one you're looking for. And we played it, every radio station throughout the land played this tape of this guy purporting to be Jack the Ripper. I mean, as it turned out, he was mentally ill, poor soul, he can't help it. But he sent it in, and he had his little bit of fun. But everybody played it, and it was quite chilling, because at the time, we believed we were listening to the Yorkshire Ripper. This man, 13 women, I'm sure the is going to be absolutely delighted this man could be out on licence. Absolutely thrilled! Let's welcome more Portuguese lorry drivers in as well. Let's really, you know, let's really go for it at the moment. I don't think it's very likely, I don't think it's very likely that this man will ever get out of prison again. Because the the victims, not all prostitutes, uh, they were just people uh, who unfortunately fell under his hammer. He was a nasty little piece of work, disgusting, vile, and should spend the rest of his life in prison. How many people do you need to kill in this country for you to get life? How many people does it take? Quite clearly not as many as you think. Also on The Sun this morning... Uh, Jade's trying her wedding dress on. Uh, it's, this is this £3,500 wedding dress, a gift from uh, Mr Al-Fayed, who owns Harrods, which is very nice. But I should imagine by Harrods standards, that's probably quite a cheap wedding dress. 20000 quid would be more likely. I mean, come on. 20000 quid. I mean, it's a lovely wedding dress for 20000 In fact, some of them go up to 100000 I oh, know it doesn't seem possible, you can get them for a... I think we actually bought a wedding dress on eBay once for this programme. And we paid... I think Alex paid a, something like a fiver. We managed to get a wedding dress for a fiver. So this one's £4,000. And um, the place where she thinks she's going to have the wedding is Down Hall, which I know very, very, very well indeed, because I spent three nights there for Chris and Sharon's wedding. So I do know it very, very well. And uh, they are licensed for weddings, uh, for civil weddings. And I, I could tell you the room where they have it, because it's always in the same room. I could even tell you the room that the brides spend the night in, because they all spend the night in the same room in the bridal suite. Um, I don't think she'll end up having it there. The doctors have said they don't think she's well enough. So they've said they will decide at the last minute. If she's not well enough to go... She'll have to have it in the chapel. She thinks she's going to have it in Downhouse, which, at the moment, she is. But you remember what we told you yesterday about morphine and how it makes people feel very upbeat? She's got a million and one things to think about at the moment. But if the doctors say, come Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is, she's not well enough to go, then she won't go. It's as simple as that. She's going to have to abide by, uh, by what they say. Johnny says, we're all becoming a bit depressed over the ongoing recession. Isn't it time for, don't talk about the recession day? Are you listening wobbly? He says, I believe he's on an all-expenses world tour to talk about his financial woes and the wicked banking system. I, I love it. The funny thing is, I try and stay well away from things like that, which I think are, fi- are too depressing. It's all right to talk about the Yorkshire Ripper or something else, because that's OK. When you talk about money and you talk about people losing their jobs, then that's the time when it affects most people. And people start going, oh, I don't want to be reminded about that. It's like coming up to Christmas, isn't it? If you've got no money coming up to Christmas, it's a blooming depressing time. I remember before having arguments, not arguments, discussions on the programme about people who um, who had said... Uh, the Sunday opening in the shops was wrong. It was anti-Christian, and it was disgusting. And people became quite angry about Sunday. Now we just take it for granted. You go out on a Sunday, the shops are open. In fact, was it ever thus? And yet at the time, oh, there's every Christian group in the land going, you can't go out, keep Sunday special. There were big posters, big placards, keep Sunday special. And I argued, saying, listen, what happens if you're somebody who is single? Somebody who's elderly and you want to go out. You want to go out to a garden centre. You want to go, But you don't want to go out on a Sunday and find everything's closed because you get very depressed. You know, if you've just recently lost somebody, if you're recently bereaved, the one thing you don't want to do is stay in. You want to get out. You want to go out and, and do things. I've said to you before that, you know, my mum couldn't bear weekends. Absolutely hated it. During the week it was fine because she's surrounded by people. At the weekend people go off and do their own things. So I thought Sunday opening was a great idea for people. You can go and sit in a shopping centre. like going to a fun fair. It not cost you any money. If you want to partake, then fine, it's going to cost you something. But generally speaking, it doesn't cost a penny piece, does it? Go out, sit in a garden centre, have a cup of tea if you fancy it. And that's what people do. And yet they were arguing the toss. We had vicars on LBC. Well, I think it was disgraceful. People should be going to church. Well, they quite gladly don't want to go to church, do they? That's why more churches are closing down, turning them into bingo halls and flats and luxury apartments. Nobody goes to church, and the only time people go to church is Christmas or your funeral. You don't do any other time, do you? I had a lady on once and she said, I hated my husband so much, she said, I wanted to put him out with the rubbish. And the dustman could come and collect him. She said, why waste the time? He wasn't religious, he wasn't remotely interested in, you know, dust to dust, ashes to ashes and all that kind of stuff. She said he just wanted to go and he was quite happy. Uh, other stories of the papers this morning. We have no mirror. We have no mirror. Uh, for some reason, I've got no idea. Andy asked uh, upstairs, he said, have you got a mirror? I said, no, I haven't, which is strange. So unless they're actually running with a, a story at the moment. Uh, that I don't know about. We'll find out a little bit later on. Swearing and sex on television have increased 10%. Wish it would in my house. I'll, well, just the sex bit. I'm not worried about the swearing. I mean, swearing, I think, is quite, uh, quite dull and boring. And here he is. Well done. Always the always the joker, Jack Tweed. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, with his friends who were mooning. I assume they were all gay, actually, because he'd just come out of prison. So I'm assuming, you know, he must be quite familiar with this kind of thing. And they went off to be fitted up. Here's uh, Jackie with the children. I still ask the question, Where's where's the father? Is he going to the ceremony? Do you you think the father will be going? I don't know. Who will go? I was trying to... We were having this discussion yesterday on... She doesn't know that many people. You know, lots of people in showbiz have said, oh, yeah, it's tragic and it's awful and here's our support. But I don't think they're friends. Who are her friends? I don't know who her friends... I think her friends are her children. It's as simple as that. Eight other boys are in the paper today. They're all claiming that they could have fathered Alfie Patton's baby, Paul. Most people say, you know, is this boy firing blanks? You know, he was only 12, bless him, and he looks about five now. But uh, there's loads of them crawling out the woodwork to claim that they've slept with um, that nice refined girl uh, who at 15 was on the pill. Well, that's nothing, because the stories in the paper today are full of girls as young as 12 taking contraception. So, quite clearly, we're all out of step, aren't we? Because this is this is what's going on in the world out there. In fact, I turned on the Jeremy Kyle show. I don't know why, because I turned it off very quickly. And it was the same bunch of shouty, shouty uglies in tracksuit bottoms. And <laughs> and it was one girl who wouldn't leave her ex. But, and I'm looking at and he's kind of talking like this, because he'd come from Dagenham. But he was white. He was white. And he was talking like he'd wandered off the streets of Harlem. And I'm, I must remember seeing this programme before, because I remember listening to him thinking, sorry, where are you coming from, sweet pea? You know, why are you talking like this? You're not black. You're not from Harlem. You're not a rapper, because like, she's, like, phoning me. You phoned me, didn't you? You phoned me. I'm sitting there watching this ghastly, ugly pair. And then there was his new girlfriend next to him. She was even uglier than the first one. I didn't think it was possible to be that ugly and sit on television and have the audacity say, because uh, I'm sleeping with him, you. you leave us alone, because we're... Um, th- These people are horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. They're absolutely ghastly. Mind you, not half as ghastly as Michelle Greaves. Oh, the good news is, you know the guy who shot Little Reese. And his mother turns out to be an old brass, a prostitute. 100 quid a time, they say. I looked at her, I thought, up in Liverpool, 100 quid an hour? I don't think so. 100 quid would be for about 10 blokes. They're, they're general, I mean, she looked like she was 10 quid up against a wall kind of job. And they've said she's now going to be kicked out of her housing. I thought, that's good. At least we got a result there. Good, kick them out. Imagine, though, you're in prison and you think you're all big and hard and all the rest of it, and you're not. You're just a little tiny boy who's going to get a good slapping inside because you killed another boy and you laughed about it went, it's just a kid, who cares? And then it turns out your mother's a prostitute. How thrilled must you be in the family? My God. (laughs) You ought to go and hang yourself, wouldn't you? But here's another one. Michelle Greaves. What did she buy her teen tearaway son, Lee, Yobbo Lee, for his 16th birthday? She bought me a gun. I mean, you just can't believe it, can you? You you look at this, uh, this little bloke, Lee Greaves, who's an ugly little git at the best of times. Why is it always the ugly ones who turn to this kind of thing? And so his mum buys him a weapon as a birthday present. I mean, you just, you just give up, don't you? You give up. Uh, apparently, he's caused havoc in Darlington County, Durham, when he was just 13. Why why, I mean, look, I mean, we can make this so simple. Why don't we just hang them? Why are we wasting time, you know, with courts and social workers who are worse than useless? Why don't we just do something draconian? I tell you what, we're going to take you and dump you in the middle of the ocean. You can float around on a boat for the rest of your life. You can terrorise fish. Couldn't care. Instead, we give them housing, we do all this kind of stuff, and we wrap them in cotton wool, and they repay us by what? Like little Alfie Patton the other day, sticking fingers up to the press. You charming little chav, you. What a revolting person. Quarter past five. You can see what kind of good mood I'm in this morning, can't you? But it all makes perfect sense at the end of the day. What could we do? Bring back the stocks? It's not a bad idea. Pelt them with rotten fruit every night of the week. I'd be more than happy to do that. Let's have a look at the news headlines. (laughs) Morning, team. Nice to be company. 17 minutes past five. Uh, Don't forget, you can now follow LBC 97.3 on Twitter. You can also follow me as well on Twitter. If you go to the LBC homepage, actually, I must thank you as well, because more and more people, in fact, we have practically doubled the amount of people who've checked out the LBC homepage. They've been reading the presenter blogs. (coughs) They've uh, been podcasting and downloading. (coughs) Thank you. And, uh, and it's all going very well. In fact, I mean, it's, it's, it, we've doubled the figures, I think, from January to March, uh, January to February. They came through the other day and they went, these are just fantastic. I mean, more people you were downloading and having a look at the snow pictures, having a look at uh, Nick Ferrari's page. A couple of you were looking at my page. Lot. Nice? Thank you very much indeed. And you're following on Twitter. And if you go to that, you can follow on Twitter as well. And you can follow the updates. Adrian told us about that the other day. Um, right. Marion went to Marks & Spencer's for their Valentines, and they got prawn cocktail with the Mari Rose dressing, which was quite nice. Um, and then they went Dover Sole and, and chips. I didn't think they didn't do Dover Soul when we, when we had it. Perhaps they do different things everywhere. Two chocolate souffles and a bottle of Petit Chablis, together with one long-stemmed glorious pink rose with fern. It was all great, except the chips. See, the trouble is, you know what it, I, I've discovered the trick. And the trick is, you know when it says on the pack... Oven chips, boring. No, fry them. Deep-fry oven chips, because they've already got a bit of oil in them, and they go really crispy, really quickly. So if you like crispy chips, then you'll like oven chips fried. Don't stick them in the oven, they come out boring. It's for Naffo's, you know, oven chips. You stick them in there for about three hours, and out comes a rather pathetic, soggy little chip. No, deep-fry them, so much better. Uh, 84850, uh, says, Are you drinking iced tea? I keep hearing clinks of ice in a glass. You've not got tinnitus, have you, or something like that, and I don't even have a glass in the studio. What are you hearing? God knows. Uh, there's no chance of Peter Sutcliffe being released, says Mark. Mind you, there's a book called The Real Yorkshire Ripper that claims most of the killings were done by someone else. Pile of old baloney, wasn't it? Pile of old baloney, that book. It was poo-pooed in the press immediately. In fact, anything, I think, that was printed by... What was the... Blake Publishing turned out generally to be a load of old rubbish. They just... Oh, it was absolute rubbish. John Blake Publishing had books that you couldn't... In fact, one of them I cancelled at the last minute because somebody booked it for me age, years ago. And it was a story of, uh, of a soldier who claimed that he'd murdered loads of uh, um, terrorists in Ireland and their bodies had been buried by the roadside. It was a complete work of fiction. The man was living in a total fantasy. They just wrote rubbish. And you had to take every book that came out from John Blake as a sort of like, hmm... It's a little bit, you know, I'm not sure we believe half of this. And I think that was one of those. No, it was definitely Peter Sutcliffe, definitely. Not just admitted, but his, his blood was on the hammer. And, I mean, it was just proven in every single case. So, of course, you can always find so you can find people who say that the Americans never went to the moon. And there'll be a few Balmies who believe that, you know. Oh, no, it was, it was all filmed in an aircraft hangar. Why? What would be the point of it? Next time you're washing your hands, you complain because the water temperature isn't just how you like it. Think about how things used to be. Most people got married in June years ago. The reason being, they took their yearly bath in May, and they still smelled pretty good by June. However, they were starting to smell, so that's why brides carried bouquets. See? So they could sort of, you know, waft it away, which was quite good. Most people used to have things around their necks. The Houses of Parliament years ago, the smell off the Thames was so bad, because in those days, people chucked dead animals, uh, all their toilet stuff, straight into the Thames. In fact, in the middle of Fleet Street, the River Fleet, there were bodies floating down it and everything. And the smell was so bad coming off the Thames that they had to put curtains up at the House of Parliament, soaked in lime, so that they, so they, didn't, they didn't smell this... I mean, it must have been vile. And that's why people had little nosegays. Women used to go out and you'd see them in the, you know, lark, was it Lark Rise to Candleford or something? Balmy program has isn't it? Filmed in the middle of a field by the look of it. And they've got little nosegays, and that was to... oh, the smell is horrible. And in the early days before that, when they had wigs... The wigs used to stink so much because uh, they just powdered them. They never washed anything. Cons- you know, considered years ago, a bath was was disgusting. They didn't want to sit in, but ba- so nobody had baths. Place must have stunk to high heaven. Uh, sometimes people could obtain pork, which made them feel quite special. When visitors came over, they could hang up their bacon to show off a sign of wealth that a man could bring home the bacon. That was quite. You know, tomatoes were considered poisonous. For about 400 years, I think, and then people started eating tomatoes. And uh, England is, yes, they, well, people sort of look at it and they're like, oh, I'm not sure about that because what they used to do with, with tomatoes was they used to uh, eat them off uh, plates made of pewter, and sometimes the pewter leaked, and so it would go into the food, and the food would make them ill. So they then thought it was the food; they never thought it was the pewter plates. We were daft actually. Imagine in, in the early days. They used to have coffins with bells on the top, with a little string attached through a little hole in the top of the coffin, so that if the person, as happened on numerous occasions, actually woke up, they could ring the bell to let them know that they were actually alive, because up until then, you couldn't you couldn't hear anything through these blooming things. So they had little bell if you were rich enough. Of course, if you weren't rich enough, you were dug up by Burke and Hare, and you use used for medical experiments. They used to go around the graveyards, digging up the fresh corpses and selling them to the hospitals. who used to pretend they never knew where they came from. Oh, it's it's your grandmother. But that's your fourth grandmother we've had this week. Yes, I know. Very, very popular family. Very popular family. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Actually, I find it quite worrying that a convicted murderer, uh, Paul Caesar, is still missing. He was spending time unescorted in the grounds of a hospital. And he's a convicted murderer. Mad, isn't it? I do like the best divorce letter ever. It's my, fu- it's, it's, it's my funny one. It's almost as good as the Christmas cake recipe that we had last Christmas. But this is the one, um, the best... I think everybody said it's, it's the best divorce letter ever. Dear wife, I'm writing this letter to tell you I'm leaving you forever. I've been a good man to you for seven years and I have nothing to show for it. These last two weeks have been hell. Your boss called to tell me you quit your job today and that was the last straw. Last week you came home, didn't even notice I had a new haircut. I'd cooked your favourite meal, even wore a brand new pair of silk boxers. You ate in two minutes, went straight to sleep after watching all of the soaps. You don't tell me you love me anymore. You don't want sex or anything that connects us as a husband or wife. Either you're cheating on me or you don't love me anymore. Whatever the case, I'm gone, your ex-husband. P.S. Don't try to find me. Your sister and I are moving away to West Virginia together. Have a great life. So she wrote back, Dear ex-husband... Nothing has made my day more than receiving your letter. It's true, you and I have been married for seven years, although a good man is a far cry from what you've been. I watch my soap so much because they drown out your constant whining and griping. Too bad that doesn't work. I did notice when you got a haircut last week, but the first thing that came to mind was you look like a girl. Since my mother raised me, not to say anything, uh, if you can't say anything nice, I didn't comment. And when you cooked my favourite meal, you must have gotten me confused with my sister, because I stopped eating pork seven years ago. And about those new silk boxes. I turned away from you because the 49 price tag was still on them. I prayed it's a coincidence that my sister had just borrowed $50 from me that morning. After all of this, I still loved you and felt we could work it out. So when I hit the lotto for $10 million, I quit my job, bought us two tickets to Jamaica. That when I got home, you were gone. Everything happens for a reason. I guess I hope you have the fulfilling life you've always wanted. My lawyer said the letter you wrote ensures you won't get a dime from me. So take care, signed, your ex-wife, rich as hell and free. P.S. I don't know if I ever told you this, but my sister Carla was born Carl. I hope that's not a problem. Fabulous letter, isn't it? Don't you just wish you could write things like that? Don't you just wish? 25 minutes past, uh, five. Wednesday morning, a bit damp in town. Actually, there was some poor girl as I came in because they've shut loads of roads uh, over the way from here. So just where we thought been, you know, we were going, you we couldn't end up there. So I, I walked across the square, and as I get out of the car this morning, there's some girl sobbing into the phone. I don't know where I am! Where are you? Come and get me! I don't want to be here. I thought, like the rest of the people, like the rest of the people, ghastly place first thing in the morning, it really is. There must be clubs, I mean, I don't know, perhaps we're old. But I know there's lots of you listening at the moment, but there must be clubs turning out where people are just climbing into bed. And then I think, do you know, years ago, that was me. I used to finish in a club at around about two. Then we'd go off and get breakfast. And the sun would be coming up and be going, oh, I'd better go and get a few hours' sleep. How we managed it, I've got no idea. I really don't know how we ever had the energy. Because nowadays, I'm, I've barely got the energy to sort of walk across a bridge in the morning. You sort of <laughs> stumble over there. 84850, steve at LBC, dot co. UK. Uh, Steve, we've got Traitor's Gate sitting there doing nothing. Can't we start using it on the chavs? Oh, and the students. Oh, I like that idea. I like that idea. I think that's very good. Uh, Sunday is special. It's disgraceful, the way the shops all open. These people should be at home praying. Oh, God, another thick one. Praying. P-R-E-Y. Oh, God, honestly. Oh, for, for a sophisticated education, eh, lovey? What a dreadful thing, isn't it? Uh, never mind. Uh, Steve, I drizzle oven chips. The rustic ones with skin on, very nice. And croquette. Croquette potato. Oh, I love it. I tell you what, I do like and I can't find the blooming things anywhere. I cannot find them. And it's, um, Dutchess potatoes. Have you ever had them? Oh, delicious. Little sort of pyramids. And you put them in the oven, and just... Oh, you could eat about ten of the things. Ten of them. Because yesterday, and I'm delighted to say that you've all picked up on the idea, that you don't need curry with rice. The rice is the bad bit. So have it with mashed potato. It's really delicious. And if you're really feeling, you know, good about the whole thing, then drizzle a little bit of... Uh, pineapple juice in there and some little chunks of pineapple. That's quite, that sort of livens it up a bit. Makes a, a boring meal turn into something quite substantial. Uh, that's where the expression dead ringer comes from, says Stephen. Probably. Mark the bailiff says, Morning Uncle Steve. Morning Uncle Mark. Out today, possessing. I like the idea of, of Gush going out and ruining people's mornings. I think that's quite a handy thing. You know, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, you, haven't, you haven't paid. The only time they ever send the bailiffs out. It's when people haven't paid and they think they can drive around. They can cheat people. No, 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 no. I'd be going around there. Well, and it's amazing. Mar- Mark will probably tell you. They did it on the television as well. People go, oh, I haven't got any money. And so they, they, the bailiffs turn up at around about six o'clock in the morning. Just when you're in the, in the middle of a, a lovely dream. And then. And he's there to go. Yeah, uh, we've come to. Uh, we we, we need, need the money for the car. Well, how much is it? Uh, we want £680. I haven't got it. Well, how, how much have you got? I haven't got anything. You think, yeah, of course you have. You look through the door, and there they have got got the 42-inch colour television on the wall, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, the bailiff on the television said, well, you know, I I don't mind going away. Yeah, can you come back tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. But the debt will be up to £860 by that time. Each time the bailiff goes away, up it goes by. He's not going to turn up just for the fun of it. So, in other words, you can have a, a parking ticket for 40 quid that can go to a grand easily. And if it's a car, all they do is they go, OK, we, we've seen the car down here, we're taking it away now. I need that for my job, I'm an illegal minicab driver. Well, you haven't got a car now, have you? And they take it away. It's amazing how quickly people run round and get some money together. You know, if, if they think something's going to be uh, disappearing. 84850, uh, steve at LBC.co.uk. Here's a point to uh, ponder on, just over the, uh, the news break. If you think the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, you're aiming too high. OK. Never trust a man who says he's the boss at home. He probably lies about other things, too. A woman's work is never done. It's the stuff she asked her husband to do. If you want a nice man, go for a bald one. They try harder. Okay, which is quite... You don't want anybody attractive, do you? Uh, And uh, there are a lot of words you can use to describe men. Strong, caring, loving. They'd be wrong, but you could still use them. That's a good one. Uh, Men are like animals. Messy, insensitive and potentially violent. But they make great pets. Men's brains are like the prison system, not enough cells per man. And finally, husbands are like children; they're fine if they're somebody else's. Thank you very much indeed for Sabs for those ones this morning, which hopefully has put a smile on your face. LBC, LBC ninety-seven point three. Steve, Steve Allen. Text eight four eight five zero. Minister Six, uh, Johnny says, I hope that Come Dime With Me has an upgraded version, which brings back the winners of former shows battling it out. The win-at-all-cost mentality is so funny that comes out of people. But being stabbed in the back, it's got to be golden balls. Fantastic, isn't it? Although yesterday, and I was quite glad because I was convinced one of them was going to steal. If you've never seen the programme, it won't mean anything to you. But uh, they had, n- what do they have? 80-something thousand quid in the pot. And both the women said, listen, I'm, I, I swear, but I've seen them saying this before, I swear I'm going to split. I swear I'm going to split the money. I'm thinking 86,000. But I think they, they ended up with 42,000 each. And each of them said, listen, I, I promise me I'm going to split. Promise me I'm going to split. But, of course, if somebody steals and the other one splits, the person who split loses it all. And the other person gets it. And I'm thinking, oh, 42,000 is life changing. And luckily, and you could see the relief on their face, they both split. So they both ended up with the 42,000 quid, which was fantastic. And you could see the one of them nearly burst into tears. It was really, really good. So I'm, I'm very pleased. But it's, it's sheer greed. It's like watching Noel Edmonds' Deal or No Deal. Somebody offers you 15,000 and they can see a few more boxes there and they think 15,000. You're not going to earn 15,000 in a day in your life. And yet here you are gambling. And that's why people gamble. And that's why, you know, the only people who become rich at the end of the day are the bookmakers. Which is fantastic. Daily Mail this morning. Your free DVD is... Uh, a film called Millions Like Us. I've never even heard of it, but it's got Gordon Jackson and Patricia Rock. And I love Gordon. It must be a really old film, because it's black and white. Well oh, i tell you who died the other day. Well, in fact, she didn't die the other day. She died back in uh, January, on the 24th, and they've only just told us now. And it's the lady who played uh, Yvonne Stuart Hargreaves uh, in Heidi High. She was one half of the, of the, of the dance team, and she was sort of terribly haughty and everything else. And she died the other day. She was 78. She'd been ill for a little while, but she died in January. But they've only just told us now, which uh, was a little bit strange. So that was a bit sad, because we liked her a lot. In fact, I think he's still going. Definitely. I, th- I, think, he, <laughs> I think he enjoys a few uh, a few bevvies, as do most people. Uh, they sell dutch's potatoes in Macro. It's a catering pack of about 100, says <laughs> Stevie. I haven't done Macro. They probably do the same things in Costco, don't they? Uh, I was taught in history that when tomatoes first came over here, people ate them when they were green, so they ended up with chronic stomachache. And then, of course, they thought they were poisoned. Oh, I used to love green tomatoes. Didn't you used to go into a... We used to have a greenhouse at school, and we grew tomatoes. And, oh, there's nothing better than picking... And you, tomatoes are the easiest thing in the world to grow. You re, All you need to do to grow tomatoes this year is to get a couple of grow bags, or one grow bag, if you've only got a little balcony or something like that, uh, some canes, some tomato plants. They'll grow and flower and... And then you'll end up with tomatoes. Then you'll end up with loads of tomatoes. <laughs> I think absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, I bought hanging baskets yesterday. I don't know why I went... I know it seems a bit early, doesn't it? But I, I bought some some uh, little um, bulbs to plant in, so I've got loads of summer colour, because I'm, I'm quite big into the gardening, as you know by now. In fact, my, my baskets are almost legendary... If it wasn't for Paul Cooper's mum growing even bigger baskets than me, because he's got the fruit shop, I think she's got an advantage. I think she puts manure on hers, but I can't bear the smell. So uh, this year I bought baskets in Marks and Spencer's, and they're sweet pea baskets. And I wasn't sure if it was too early for sweet peas, and I always love sweet peas. The trouble is, every year that I've grown them, aphids. You get aphids who eat them, and you end up... But they're absolutely beautiful. The colours are fantastic. So sweet peas in baskets, I'm quite looking forward to. Quite looking forward to. 25 minutes to uh, 6 is the time. Susan Spence is with us this morning. Good. Good morning. Good morning. You well? Is it wet out there?
1: Um it's it's sprinkling.
0: Sprinkling. Yeah. My auntie <laughs> used to sprinkle. <laughs> Not intentionally, it has to be said. <laughs> no, it's
1: um, it's a bit drizzly. Yeah, by the time I got here,
0: yeah. a bit drizzly. Yes, I, they asked me on the news desk. They said, "Oh, is, is it still uh, still drizzling out there?" I said, "Yes." Yeah, it is. Phil asked me. I said, well, "It's not really rain; it's more drizzle." Of course, I didn't bring an umbrella, and he said it's going to clear up later. So I'm sincerely hoping it uh, it will. So, have you ever heard of this film Millions Like Us with Gordon Jackson? No, no, I've never heard of it. It must be a really old one. But I'm, I'm I feel like I have to go and buy the Daily Mail now because for some reason we don't get. Free films with the with the papers. No. We just get the uh, we just get the papers, but we don't yeah. get the inserts, which is a, which is a bit of a shame. Um, Daily Express is talking about uh, John Suchet, Of course, was on LBC yesterday talking to Nick about his uh, wife who's got Alzheimer's.
1: I read that in the paper. Mm. Um, that was that's very sad, isn't it? Isn't it
0: amazing now though? And the, the thing I thought when he was when he was talking to Nick is not it's John Suchet. I'm thinking, isn't it amazing that people talk about everything now publicly? Years ago. It would, You know, you you wouldn't talk about people's illnesses or anything else. Now, people go to the papers and go, this is happening, this is happening. And so it, we know everything about everybody. There's nothing we don't know anymore.
1: Well, yeah, I think with him, though, that she's been been diagnosed for a little while. Yeah. Well, some time now. And he said he the worst thing is, anything. she
0: doesn't know she's got it.
1: Yeah, and he said it's, it's you know, it, with something like cancer, at least you can talk about it to people and people understand, whereas with something like Alzheimer's, it's very difficult because people don't really understand until... They experience it firsthand, as to how bad, and it, it's very it 's very sad, especially for those around yeah um, i mean of course it 's sad for the person who is happening to, but in actually in some ways it 's worse for those who see it mm. because as you say, the person who's happening to is kind of aware, but not really, whereas if you knew somebody like he said or the piece that I read. Um, that he said that you know he, she's not the what the his wife's called Bonnie isn't, yeah. isn't she yeah she's not the Bonnie that he knew and it's like a completely different woman it's like she d- he doesn't know her and that must be very sad to live with somebody for x amount of years mm. and find that actually they're not the same person mm. and you have to cope with that she they- said
0: he actually calls him John whereas before she called him darling and stuff like that she said now she's calling him John mm. giving the impression she doesn't know really who mm-hmm. he is but because he said I'm going off to do some interviews oh that'll be nice she said. <laughs> Should yeah. know what it's about
1: <laughs> yeah it 's very sad a friend of mine actually um, is a is a fundraiser for she works for the alzheimer 's society and um, yeah there are some she 's told me some uh, really very very sad tales but um, they do get a lot they do do quite well in terms of um, of, of getting uh, charity donations one of the reasons is because Lately, there have been quite a few high-profile people who have um, who suffer from it. So, mm. obviously, for a charity, that actually always helps to bring it to the fore that bit more. Mm. But it does seem to be that more and more times you're picking up the paper and reading stories like that one with John. The worst century.
0: thing, and it, it's, it's a very strange thing, and it, it's, it's quite humbling to think that at the end of your life, you're going to get something, aren't you? Nobody yes. just, you know, you're always long. You always say to somebody, so, how, how do you want to go at the end of your life? You say, John, I'd quite like to go in my sleep, mm. you know, which would be nice. But there was a woman in the paper the other day and I, I only remembered it because I thought it was it was it was strange when I first thought about it. And what she did, her her mum died in a home, and she decided to take a picture of her mum after she died, so that she'd have a memory of what her mum looked like. So she's got a picture of her mum when she went into the home, and then she took a picture two hours after she died. And she took a picture of her hands, but she, she said because she was arthritic, but she used to love making things before she became arthritic. So she took a picture of her mum to remember, and Annie Leibovitz, apparently, when her partner died, she took a picture of her as well, mm-hmm. dressed in, in, her, in her coffin outfit, coffin outfit, whatever you call them now, and she said because that, that was to remember. So it's, and I always thought, isn't it strange, you take pictures at, you know, somebody's birth, you take pictures at, uh, you know, christenings and at weddings, yet nobody takes pictures of funerals. What what memory have you got?
1: Well, I think it's because you've got all the memories up until that point. Because I mean, people I'm,
0: say, "I'd rather remember them as they were."
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've only ever once seen a dead body. Really? Yes.
0: Oh blimey! God, I've seen loads. Oh no, no, no! Thank you. You've only really seen one.
1: I've only seen one, and that was my mother. Oh, right. Um, and I was only one of two family members who would go and look. Yeah. Um, Because I felt that that was the right thing to do. It was the right thing for me. I had no question over it, even though my father was kind of like, I don't think, you know, not quite sure about this. And I said, no, absolutely. Um, So I have that. I'm not very good with photographic memory. I'm not very good with... You Mm. could ask me something that happened a couple of days ago and I would not know or I couldn't remember. I have a complete snapshot of how my mother looked, and that will always stay with mm. me. So I don't... I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't have felt comfortable going in there with my camera. Yeah. I have to admit.
0: Well, she said she felt a bit guilty, she said, because as she was taking the picture... She said she made sure everybody left the room, like the nurses and everybody else, she said, and I took the picture, but I half expected her to open her eyes and say something.
1: Well, that's the thing, because, you see, there's always, a, there's always a comedy thing related with death, isn't there? You always expect... I mean, I sat in in the funeral home... With my mother for a good half hour, 45 minutes to the point that actually my father rang the funeral home to say, is my daughter still there? And the lady said, yes, she's still in with her mum. And he said, oh, oh." Um, but you do expect this. I remember I'm standing there thinking. You know, and I did touch, obviously, just the face. Oh, cause did you see? Don't. I didn't. Now you see, I did, but I did it very, I did it very gently. I did yeah. it very gently because, a bit like you, the whole comedy thing. Of course, for heaven's sake, I knew she wasn't going to wake up. Yeah, I wasn't that ridiculous, and I, I was very calm as well. But there is a comedy, comedy. What's the word? Not comedic. comedic, comedic value to things, isn't it? Where you just think, I
0: not want. Maybe to touch they her. will open yeah. her eyes or something. Because yeah. you know that
1: that's not going to happen.
0: No, but I know. You hear these but you think it might.
1: But you hear—I mean, I know it's normally only pretty much an hour or so, or quite soon after death, that people do have involuntary reactions and things happen, well, don't they? And, and vo- not voices. <laughs> that's what am talking about?
0: They're speaking as well now. Sounds, this is a bit worrying, Susan. No, you
1: know, sounds. Susan's been at the
0: source a bit early yeah, this morning. Sounds
1: come out, and you think, "Oh, if you're—oh yes, you're, yeah, so that's just that air kind of thing." Well, like yeah, that, but yes, I mean, yeah. if, if you—if if you're next to somebody and you're on your own and you didn't know that was going to happen, yeah. you. You know, you die a million deaths, let alone men.
0: Yes, them. yes. Um, there was, of course, that person who actually woke up in a in in a, in a mortuary on on a mortuary slab, and obviously nearly had a heart attack. It turned out that he'd had one of these, things, and they thought he he died, oh, but see. he hadn't. I mean, that would, that would frighten oh. the life out. You wake up and you're in one of those fridges things that they pop you in.
1: I think that has to be the biggest, biggest, biggest nightmare ever yeah. to to do that. And and you know how you talk about these drugs that that, that paralyse you. I mean, mm. you. Imagine, because I mean, how would anybody know? Seriously, how would anybody know well, how re- many times that's happened?
0: Well, there are drugs that can slow your heart rate down, yeah. so it appears as though you're not. Look, and, and snake bites and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: and you and you're you're Horrible. there, and and people are wandering around you, and then well, they're cutting you up, and you can't. You have you been reading horror books, haven't it, you? But People cut you cutting I don't, I up. I can't believe I'd never... i ne-
0: of snakes as a man on <laughs> <don't> the television <laughs> playing with a <laughs> snake television. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Although that
1: doesn't look real. I think he's painted a face on it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't, would never thought I was going to have this conversation with you this morning. So oh. soon, anyway.
0: No, strangely enough, I, I, I didn't think I was going to have it until I... It's only because I saw this article, and this woman said... And she wrote to a Japanese woman who did the same with her mother. And she said I wanted to... Because I've got a picture of my mother. My mother had a picture taken, I think... Um, two months before before she died, and she wanted everybody to have that photograph of her. She wanted that to be the photograph that people remember. People do that at funerals. I don't know why, it's, but she had a picture of her taking the guard, She wore her favourite dress, and then at her funeral, that was the picture that everybody got got given.
1: Oh, uh, now, you see, I suppose... Did did, did your mum know she was going to die? Yes.
0: She did? Yeah, she had terminal cancer. Yeah.
1: You see... So ma- she'd been
0: told, so she she made... Preparations.
1: Yeah, no. My, you see, my mum died in hospital after died of cancer in hospital. Mm, but my mum too. In, um, I don't think that she'd been in and out so many times mm. that it kind of was as if, oh well, here we go again. Uh, um, as opposed to this was it was going to be it, so... But I don't think she would have ever wanted... She certainly wouldn't have wanted a picture of her on a hospital bed or anything like yeah, that. She I've would got have video been, film like, no. as well.
0: Oh, my heavens, no. Video <laughs> film of my mum, who was, you know, <laughs> quite tired by this... Because we're all saying about Jade and saying that um, she's got this renewed energy because of the wedding coming up. Yeah. But the doctors are saying they don't think that she's going to have it at this, this hotel because they think she's going to be too tired. And they will make the decision. I think it's Saturday morning, they will decide... If she's well enough, and if she's not well enough, she won't better have it there. She'll have to have it at the hospital chapel there.
1: Well, that would be very sad for her if yeah. that happened.
0: But but she said she wants to walk down the aisle. But they've said, and Max Clifford has said in the papers today, they're going to abide by what the doctors say. If the doctors say, listen, don't go, don't go, because they're filming it as well all the time. She's got cameras with her for living. So they've said they're actually going to film the wedding. So it'd be awful if she gets there and then collapses, because that's you know. But I she thought said they were turning the cameras I'm off for the wedding. No, Max Clifford has said today that um, there's a deal done.
1: Uh, I know there was a £700,000 deal done with OK magazine. Really? Um, what, for the wedding? Yeah.
0: Blimey, that's cheap. I thought yeah. it was going to be about £3 million.
1: No, they've got that for for um, for OK. Right. Um, but I thought that the cameras were being turned off the actual wedding, and that was one of the reasons why they were obviously having OK in there as well.
0: Oh. I could be wrong, though. Well, I, I, I thought, well, she has the deal with, with Living magazine. Uh, sorry, with mm. uh, Living TV. So yeah, I, she I, does, yeah. And, and Max said that, that's going ahead, probably. But oh every right. time, every time she's pictured now, it's it's with a camera mm. and a ca- and a film crew there. Listen, quarter to six is the time. More from Susan Spence cinema. We'll pick some happy stories. Yeah, I think we should happy stories. <laughs> Chocolate's going down in price. You know things like that. I can't think of any. You know, sherbet fountains are back on sale. Anything? <laughs> no Try dead bodies. But it's very difficult to find happy stories of <laughs> the pages. Every single story is to do with sheer and utter misery. The Ripper's going to be freed. Um, this little lad who might or might not have fathered this oh, uh, God. this charming girl. Um, And, um, and Foxy Roxy's love secret, this is dreary Roxanne Pallet, who's still flogging, tired old photos. Her love secret is she doesn't have anybody at the moment, and so she's appealed to the Daily Star, as they always do, to help her find somebody. Easier, as I said to you before, uh, Roxanne, to just advertise in phone boxes. You'll get no end of people, love, very quickly. And they'll pay, which is good news, isn't it? 14 to 6. News headlines... Well, there you are. 11 minutes to 6. Actually, I was just saying to Susan Spence, who's with us this morning, um, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I watched Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday, and they had Max Clifford on, and they were talking about paying the thing, and he, he took exception to some of the questions that Alan Titchmarsh was asking. And you could, you could sense, although, to be honest, uh, you know, I mean, I love, um, as you know, him to pieces, but I did feel that Max was, was sounding a bit ill. His throat sounded a bit tired. Now, he's, he's not been well either, poor soul.
1: But what kind of questions was Alan I asking? I don't know.
0: Alan was sort of saying, basically, you're wrong to be taking money from, uh, from this Alfie family. And, and Max was saying, well, that's what I do for a living. That's, you know, if, if I don't take it, somebody else will take it. He has to negotiate the best deal. And I think Alan was taking the, the moral issue. Strangely enough, Carol Malone, you know, said at one point, you know, much as I like Max, I think this is wrong that we're giving this this family money kind of thing. Uh, whereas Ken Livingston appeared to be saying nothing at all. Which was a bit disappointing, but it was interesting that they, they were sort of, they obviously had Max on there to see if they could get out of him. Whereas I wanted to know if if Max is still taking uh, his uh, commission from, from Jade Goodies negotiations, because he's, he's sorted out some fantastic deals. And somebody said to me yesterday, do you think he'd actually want to take the money? I said, but that's what he does for a living. That's, of course he would. That's his business. Yes. I shouldn't imagine they'd want it any differently.
1: No, I, I think, you know, I don't think they would be expecting any special favours to say, oh, well, okay, listen, we'll do the deal for you, but, you know, we'll
0: give you the full amount free. Yeah. I don't, because a man's work like a businessman, that. you know, yes. at the end of
1: the day. I doesn't and he doesn't
0: take his, his commission from the client, he gets it from the newspapers. Mm. So that's how it works. I think he's brilliant. I think he's the, he's, he's the best that there is.
1: Yeah, I, I've always been a great admirer yeah. with, if, of him. If
0: you came up to London, you didn't know anything about it. He said actually to Nick the other day, he said, Years ago, ten years ago, he said I used to have girls phoning up the office and going, I've just been in a bar and there were these two footballers. Would I get more money if I slept with X or Y? (laughs) And he would say, would you get more money if you sleep with, with Y? Okay, fine. And they would go off there and they would pull the footballer and then... But as he said yesterday, and he's always said, he spends more time keeping people out of the papers than putting them in it. Yeah. And that's what he's good at. And I don't think there is anybody who's who's as good as him.
1: No, there doesn't seem to be, because whenever something happens, it's always Max Clifford that people speak to, isn't it? His office used to be above
0: uh, my hairdressers in New Bond Street. Was it? Mm. Used to go up the staircase and there was Max... So all the people in the hairdressers would see this parade of girls going up the staircase (laughs) to sell their stories. I love him, I think he's good. I'm I'm sorry that he isn't uh, as well as he could be. Uh, The Time Out Film Guide says, Millions Like Us is a remarkable and intelligent entertainment at its best. I think I'll get it too, says Mark. I like, listen, if it's free in a paper, you, you, you buy a paper for 50p and you get a free a free DVD. I'm all in favour of that.
1: You see, I always just think nine times out of ten they're rubbish. Oh, do it you? It never, ever entices me to pick up a paper oh. uh, just because you've got oh, free, some in my bag. a free DVD. Never. Really?
0: I picked up some free, free CDs the other day from outside Classic FM's uh, office, Christmas carols. <laughs> they would just sit it, so I've pinched <laughs> them. I've taken them. But i would be honest about it. <laughs> well, you may as well
1: broadcast it to London well, and have <laughs> nature CDs. <laughs> if they wonder. There's actually, there's, there, there are two nice books sitting out there on the coffee table, uh, all about different brands of, uh, the, over the years. Oh, right. And, uh, nice coffee table books. Uh, it's like, there's one on each table. I thought, hmm, they look nice. Oh, did you? You didn't take um, no. it, did Oh my goodness me! I'm not going to nick a book. Oh right, okay, fine.
0: I've actually got the biggest coffee table book I've ever had in my life. My friend Graham got it for Christmas because I'm impossible to buy for, and he knows I like circuses and circus posters. And this book, I kid you not, it's about three feet by two feet wide, and it's about that deep. You've never seen. It's a complete, comprehensive guide to circus posters mm. and circuses and everything. In fact, when I got it, I thought, oh, good, it's, it's going to be a computer or something exciting. <laughs> no it's a blooming book <laughs> anyway <laughs> which i quite like it
1: no so in just in case now that i've said that when i left there there were two books one on each table so there's got nothing to do with me if if something's so there i have to say says. but if they do have a spare one yeah i'd quite like it i
0: picked up two of the magazines the other day from there if I, because at christmas time i said this yesterday they had a big box of, of dvds all classical stuff and they said just help yourself yeah. And unfortunately, w- when you're walking down the corridor, and it's quite cold. The corridor. I didn't have enough time to go through anything, mm. so I didn't.
1: I have to admit, I've, I've been uh, because I've been working from home an awful lot these uh, days. Um, I have to say, I have Classic FM on. I oh, do. It's you? very soothing because I find it difficult to work with um, music and words, uh,
0: i.e., chatter. Really? My um, oh, yeah, yeah, students used to listen to me overnight, and they used to say it helped them.
1: I used to when I when I, when I was a student. I used to always listen with music or mm. chat. And now I can't do it, so I have um, Classic FM on.
0: Wasn't that funny? Oh, I bought the other day box set of, um, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Black Adder. Oh, yeah. It's a box set of everything. The whole, all the Black Adder, everything from the beginning to the end. 30 quid for about, I don't know, 15 DVDs.
1: Something I never watched.
0: Really? Never. Well, I checked. There's so many hours worth. I went to sleep last night with one on. It was still playing when I woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, quite clearly, there's tons of... I, I go to bed with a DVD. I Most mean, people you see, do Teddy or Big Ears. They, see, when they
1: made that, they probably never thought for a second that somebody would leave their DVD running just to play out all the night. Of the night. I cannot go watching. to sleep if
0: it's quiet. There's got to be talking. There's got to be something going on. Oh, really? And it's better if it's talking.
1: Did you watch the um, the new series of Mistresses last night?
0: No. What time was that? Oh, it was on at nine
1: o'clock. No, okay, I had it. I, I was in bed no, at 6.30. Well, no, I... I the, to get to to get to be up for you, yeah. um, I tend to go to bed about
0: nine. Nine on, on a Tuesday. God, that's a really really late night for me. Nine o'clock. Good yeah, great. but I
1: don't have to. I, I get up at half past four. You're already here at half past four, aren't you?
0: Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, so, I'm up at. Uh, I was up this morning at two.
1: Yeah, so, the, the, so it's fine for me to get right. up at that time. But it was on nine um,
0: o'clock. <laughs> Luxury. But it, they,
1: they have been punting it so heavily, which is quite unusual because when they first see, what is it? I don't out, know what it is. It's about four women and their lives. Real women. No 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 make believe. Oh, it's, it's, oh <laughs> sorry, it's acting. <laughs> yes. Right.
0: Oh it's a oh, it's a series. <laughs>
1: Sarah Parrish is in it and three other women whose names I I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, when it first came out they didn't really make much of a of a song and dance about it. But it took off so well mm. that they've now they made a second series and you I'm surprised you didn't notice over the weekend, having gone through the Sunday papers, really? that every single magazine um, supplement has all these girls in it, photo shoots Everything about them, oh. so much in depth. Not just at the weekend, but over the last week or so, it's been heavily, heavily publicised. Mm. So th- it was on last night. It was the first one at nine. So I, I taped it. What, is that the right word that you use nowadays? It's not taped because I haven't got a videotape anymore.
0: No, it's not taped. You download to a hard disk.
1: No, I did Sky Plus, but I didn't. Like oh, to right. Use the brand. Well, then you name. just call it Sky Plus. Do I think it, Nick Ferrari said do. he Sky
0: Pluses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like to give free advertising. You understand?
0: No. I think Nick does. <laughs> anyway, uh, the chapel at the Royal Marsden is beautiful. Wouldn't be the end of the world if Jade married there. Yes, I'm told it's lovely as well. I mean, prob- probably not very big, but, uh, but interesting. Uh, Abby says, please tell me I didn't hear you say the Ripper is to be freed. It's the front page story on The Sun this morning. It can't happen. A man who murdered 13 women. Fit to be freed from Broadmoor, they say, provided he stays on his medication. If, of course, he comes off his medication, he'll be out killing again.
1: That wouldn't happen. They no, of course it won't them. happen.
0: I mean, I, I said yesterday, what does it take to actually keep somebody in prison for the rest of their no, life? No, that will not happen. Let him stay there. Uh, Dan Busters was in the mail two weeks back. Films don't get much better than that.
1: Now, that's true. Somebody's saying that. Now, that is a good film, and that was free. I remember that, but it's... I yeah. saved
0: them. I, used to, I I saved them and give them to my brother. But all the free films. did your brother
1: films? buy them off the... Get them off the
0: papers no because he he doesn't buy papers so I actually get no end especially on Sunday the first thing I do is get all the free films out and and save them I had a big about about 30 or 40 of them really good films but I don't want them so Mm. I give them to him Keeps him happy. <laughs> uh, Tony says, get the box set of Rising Damp. Do you know, I never night di- Rising Damp. I never took to Rising Damp at all, strangely enough. Ooh, Mr Rigsby. No, me
1: neither. Didn't do a
0: thing for me, I'm afraid. I couldn't bear Leonard Rossiter. It was not I couldn't bear him. I mean, I love Francis de la Tour, but I just didn't... Like, I thought the programme was dated and naff.
1: The only one that I would really love the box set of would be, um... Bless This... Is it Bless This... Oh, head? Bless
0: This House.
1: Bless This House. Is that what the was one... What was Sid James? Oh, no, the no, Diana I'm not of, Who's the one I'm thinking of? That was George and Mildred. Oh,
0: right, George and Mildred, yes. I love
1: George and Mildred, but the, before yeah. they did George and Mildred on their own, there was a series with just them and the other people, the youngsters... What was that called? Oh, here we go. Yeah, Wasn't it just called George this. and Mildred? No, George and Mildred came second. There was one before that they had other people in it.
0: Oh right. Maybe I loved you, the Joyce. Youth of Sadly, Joyce. Yeah. D- died of drink. Oh,
1: and and she years ago, years drink. ago, didn't she? Yeah. I saw them live once and um, did, did a show. Yeah, they did a show in the King's Theatre in Glasgow. My parents took me because I just loved George and Mildred. I a small child couldn't get enough of George and Mildred. Well, he's still going. Oh yeah, I know. I love he's him. He's still
0: going. He has a lovely wife who we've had in the studio. Yeah, I
1: really, I, I really do, I really do love him. I thought she was great. It was very. Upset when she died.
0: Yes, yes, I liked her. I liked all those sort of Peggy Mount and those sort of people.
1: Yeah that that reminds me of growing up at home but my parents were always astounded that I was such a big fan of George and Mildred at a very early age. I don't think they could quite get it.
0: Because they had <laughs> because she had a little canary. And do you Remember they, they moved into the, this house and next door was the snooty couple and he was dreadful; yeah. he didn't want to mix with them at all and George would deliberately play sort of as as working class as you could get. And A little boy called Tristan. That's right. Who had big glasses That's on. That's right. That's which right. Was very funny. Listen we have to take a, a short break for the news. 8 for 850. Uh, Oliver says, what sign would you like written on your headstone? I think it'll be the same as everything else. It'll be, I told you I was ill. I think that passes for most things. Your home may be repossessed. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen. LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Seven minutes past six. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast LBC 97.3. I bet you really don't want to get up today, do you? It's Wednesday, thinking, oh, make it be Friday. Please make it be Friday. Uh, Man About the House says, everybody knows, that, see, everybody remembers Man About the House. I know,
1: because it's so good. Even
0: Barry knew it was Man About the House. Aaron knew it was Man About the House. Mm, thank um, you Yes, <laughs> 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 Ian knew there. And Robert says, Steptoe and Son, the box set is worth a look. Black Hat of the third is best. Well, actually, all of them are really good. The, the scripts are excellent, but uh, to be honest with you, I'm not sure about Steptoe and Son.
1: Well, we, uh, when I was growing up, our family watched that, and I, I wasn't that into it. I have to admit, I didn't really, didn't really enjoy it hugely. Mm. So I wouldn't be buying a box set of that one, but I certainly would for Man About the House. Would you? Yeah, because I just love George Mildred.
0: I think I think we should order it this morning. Yeah, I think. just out of curiosity, <laughs> just see how much it, it actually is now. <laughs> uh, another one here: the Free Dam Busters DV. has still got the uh, the rude word in it.
1: Oh, is it because
0: he called it his dog mm. the N word? So uh, there you go. And uh, Jimmy says, "Can you ask Susan? Is the Apollo still there in Glasgow?" I shouldn't <laughs> think so. It's probably it's
1: probably again. there, but it's probably under a different name. Actually, yeah. Um, in fact, I think it's called something like the Carling Apollo. Or the, oh, oh it's sponsored. Car- yeah, something like that. Oh, it, right. it is. They're, they're, they all pretty much seem to be, but I would imagine it would still be there, um, unless they've... I can't imagine that they've knocked it down and built it
0: into flats. I think they've just given it a different name. Yeah. Uh, Darren says, what do you mean that bald men are not attractive? No, we didn't say they weren't attractive. What it said on the, on the joke was that bald men have to try harder.
1: Mm.
0: Because, uh, because they're not attractive. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, some people could be. Um... Uh, one here says, my wife is Jamaican. And when her mother died, there was a video taken of the service. You see, I think that's quite a good idea. Everybody else deals with it completely differently. We were discussing this before the news about death and about the lady who took a photograph of her mother after she died in a, in a nursing home. Mm. And it, it was a case of, we actually look at it as being, oh, why would you want to do a picture of, of that? That's what somebody looks like after they've died. They never look their best.
1: But do you remember there was the, the, the subject, I remember doing this a little while ago when I was covering the overnight show, when they were saying about videoing funerals so that people from other, like if they were in Australia and the the funeral was happening in London, Mm. that they could, you know, log on to the internet and be given a password. They do celebrity funerals, don't they, on the television? Yes. So, and there were a lot of people who were not happy with that idea of watching a funeral on the internet. So if if you don't have, if you're not keen on watching it on the internet, then I can't imagine you'd be that keen either to, to have the funeral filmed at all. Because, I mean, w- really... Well, we're going to it- be
0: seeing Jade's funeral, so nobody's going to be sort of complaining about that. So why not family funerals?
1: Well, I, I Well, are you going to sit down and what, And are they really going to film course her... Oh well, no, I shall be watching are. it. Mind I, you,
0: somebody raised, raised the question the other day. Hasn't it now got a bit macabre? But then she's more than happy to have this done. Why not?
1: She's happy to have it done because she's wanting to build
0: a treasure chest for her, a trust for her boys. Yeah, but she must have a load of money already. She's been working for years. Well,
1: yeah, but I mean... She's had the
0: perfume out. She's had the books out. She's worked consistently.
1: Yeah, but it depends on her lifestyle. And you know what it's like. The money very quickly goes. And, you know, she's, she's led a lifestyle that she probably has spent quite a lot of it. What worries us
0: yesterday is that she said that she wants the kids to have, you know, a top-notch education. You can imagine in 10 years' time they're going to be, okay, y'all, and (laughs) uh, we're like uh, Jade's sons, And they're going to be very posh, whereas their mother wasn't. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Can you ask Susan, says Johnny, if some of the scriptwriters of Soaps have just left primary school? I know some plots are not meant to be taken seriously, but there's a tendency to stereotype and rehash old plots.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I couldn't agree more with you at the moment. There are are so many storylines running at the moment that make me shout at the television, I'm getting that mad at it. In fact, actually, this probably is a good time to say to you that, um, you know you do have the soap updates on your website, um, on the Steve Allen Show? Yeah. Um, now there is a daily podcast for the soaps. You can't, We're going to have to speak to Darren to try and get it on your site and see how we can get the link. It's on my site, which is susanspence.co.uk, where there's a daily podcast where people can listen to what's happening in the night ahead Right, Um, and I have a bit of a rant at the different things. It's a different take to some of the updates. So we've got the written updates now, and we've got the podcast. So we need to try and see how we can get that on your site for people because it's a bit different. But on Darren. Pardon. I have to ask Darren. We'll ask Darren. Yeah. But on on the podcast, it's a great way to actually vent a bit more as to you know what you think about this about the scripts and the storylines and 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 that email there says the thing because there are so many and there's a storyline running at the moment in EastEnders with Gary and Don. and oh my God it's just like why bother <laughs> you know they've made him disappear like a missing person and and let me ask you a question if if you if you um, decided to, well, you decided to leave Twickenham. Yeah. And you went off, and then you were sat in a bar in France, and you yep. turned the television on, there's the news, Steve Allen's picture, oh my God, we're so worried, this man's gone missing, everybody's looking for him, what would you do?
0: I don't know, i carry on drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong <laughs> answer. Wouldn't think would about you be, it. But what would you do? Would you, A, yep. pick up the phone and call somebody at home, or the police yep. and say, look, I'm all right, or would you, B, think, oh, I better go home?
0: And oh, no, I'll just pick up the phone.
1: Exactly. That's yeah. what you would do. I just go,
0: listen, I've just seen myself on the ter- I'm here. Exactly I'm fine. that's what you would do. Yeah. No,
1: he doesn't do that. He makes the trip back to the Queen Vic, where they're holding a memorial service for him. Oh, He's for only goodness. been missing for five days. Oh, how
0: ridiculous! Exactly. There you go, stupid exactly. scriptwriters, stupid, stupid, stupid people, stupid. stupid. A memorial service after five days. I know. Our cat went missing for six. We didn't <laughs> have a funeral service for that. <laughs> Coming up uh, with Nick Ferrari this morning after seven. Andrew Pierce is in doing the uh, papers, assistant editor of the Daily Telegraph. They're going to be talking to a very good friend of mine. Uh, Mark Constantine, who's the managing director of Lush Cosmetics. Mm. Mark used to feature on uh, all our programmes at LBC uh, when he used to own a company called Cosmetics To Go with Rowena. And they used to come in and they would give away boxes of stuff to people. And unfortunately, Cosmetics To Go became a victim of its own success. And we were with Mark when he started up Lush. And he used to come in. They would drive up from Somerset, I think, and come into the studio and talk about all the new products and everything else. But it started in a little garage making all this stuff the bath bombs but at christmas time we used to love it because all their stuff was packaged and it was like opening a giant christmas present they used to have sort of slices of what looked like christmas cake yeah but it was sort of stuff that you rubbed all over your body for the bath and bath bombs that whizzed around and yeah, exploded at the right. end It yeah. was all fabulous yeah. stuff so he's in uh, also should uh, ronnie biggs be allowed out to die at home no no well definitely not Definitely not. Listen, he's costing us a small fortune, as it is anyway. No, let him serve his time. Uh, and Piers Morgan's going to be in as well. TV presenter now. Mind you, some of the programmes are a bit naff, it has to be said. I mean, you know, to go all the way to Hollywood and end up with Sharon Osborne is a bit lame.
1: I did hear <laughs> that he wanted to have an interview with uh, with Jade.
0: Oh, I know, he said yeah. that in paper the other Well, of course, they all, they all want to do a Martin Bashir. Mm. They always want to jump up, because somebody's going to try and get an interview, but she's under contract. She's, I don't think she's got the strength to sit down and do an hour. Although it, it would be quite compelling, you know, as you look back over your life. But as I said yesterday on the programme, I bet you anything, the TV companies have already made the uh, the obituary programme. They're just waiting for the wedding and then the funeral to complete it and it'll be out. I bet you at Channel 4 that night... Oh, it's night, very sad. I bet you. They, they'll have they have to do it, don't they? Mm. That, that, that's what happens. Uh, I must thank Robert for sending me in some lovely pictures. And I could, it's, it's, it doesn't really work on... On radio at all, but it's, this is this 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 is what tired looks like. So the picture there.
1: Oh, what a lovely puppy!
0: Yeah, this is, I, no, I think that's what, that's what sorry looks like. Sorry, <laughs> that's what sorry looks like. That's what tired looks like. <laughs> and it's got all these lovely pictures. It's obviously doing the rounds of the internet yeah. and some very very funny pictures there. Thank you very much indeed for those. It's a shame you can't hold them up, but you can Twitter LBC, which is good news. Go to our website for more details. Steve Hargraves with us in a moment. It's sixteen past six. Morning, everybody. Twenty minutes past uh, six is the time. Uh, a poem from Michael Dennis about uh, the banks, the bank bosses, coming up a little bit later. Oh, gee, it's freezing here this morning. <laughs> Nick Ferrari is. absolutely <laughs> loves it. It's like living in Antarctica. Oh. He absolutely loves it. I sit here, my hands go quite white and blue.
1: Why do you think got the scarf on? I'm, I'm
0: toying with the idea of putting my scarf yeah. on actually, but uh, celebrating his birthday yesterday. With Steve Hargrave. So we'll find out what kind of state he's in this morning. It'll <laughs> probably be, and uh, and dreadful. So many happy as Steve, for yesterday. Thank you very much. And, I'm ha- fine. Yes, yeah, you sound all right. You sound a bit worryingly cheerful.
2: I am all right. I was saying to Amanda, then, I'm just a little bit cold. Uh, not cold. not. I haven't got a proper cold, but no. I just feel a bit like a throaty. Oh, right. It's not, it's not kicking around again, is
0: it? Uh, uh, there is a couple. Well, Max Clifford was on the telly yesterday, and he sounded a bit throaty as well. Was it? So, it's a I mean, bad
2: week to get ill. I can't oh, get ill this week. You can't. To. What Too busy. busy week? Oscars. Yeah, yeah Brits. Brits, Oscars. Uh, that's it, really. Or <laughs> well, what do you want? That's quite busy,
0: really. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite enough, actually. <laughs> That'll do. It's all right, covering it for radio. You just go, then you record it. If you've got to do it for you've got to get there, stand in front, get it wrong, yeah, you've got to film yeah. again. Oh, it's a nightmare.
2: The, u- the usual stuff, so should be fun, though. Tonight, the the Brit Awards, um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I what do you reckon, you two? Are,
0: uh, you? I'm, I've, I've said I the same every year that the Brit Awards are great, but it's an industry award. In other yes. words, it's not voted for by the public. It's voted for by all the record companies, so if they're trying to shift a barrel load of albums from an artist who hasn't shifted them, they give them an award.
1: Well, yeah, I think yeah. also the fact that Leona hasn't been nominated and is not even going to bother turning up because no. she just thinks, well, what's the point? Good on her, I see.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, are are they a bit shit.
0: outdated now, the Brits?
2: Well, you know, I'm a musical snob, so I look at it and I just think it's all a bit obvious, that list. Yes,
0: but yeah.
2: it's, it's just your general middle-of-the-road artist, really, isn't it? Mm. Coldplay, your Duffies. I mean, they've, they've all sold lots of albums over last year, but it's not exciting. Well, I mean, it, snob- it,
0: it, it would be exciting if it wasn't for... Scouting for Girls to have three uh, awards, up for three. Coldplay and Duffy, four each. Kylie to present... Very exciting. Mm, yeah, I can kind of
2: to be good. Yeah, but um, that's OK. We've
0: seen her present before. She goes, and the yeah. award goes to, and then she hands over an award. You two are going to play, Dullsville. Yep,
2: and the uh, Pet Shop Boys get their uh, lifetime thing at the end. Yeah, I like the new could, album.
0: The new album's could good. Could be
2: fairly interesting, yeah. Yeah, so. but that, but it's, yeah. But
0: it's a predictable, safe list, I'm afraid. There's nothing, that, nothing new there. That
2: was the problem. I mean, the best male... All that thing about this week, about the best male artist, and Paul Weller and suspending bets, and Paul Weller going to win it, and... No, no, it's just a pretty tired list, really, I don't think. That's kick, kick But them, I'm a musical yes. snob, so what,
0: what That's all right. As long as you had a good birthday, I don't care. Well, let's have a piece yeah. of music from Florence and the Machine.
2: Yeah, you'll see her tonight. She's picking up the Critics' Choice. You know, we know she's won already. Uh, but she, uh, who won this? Adele won it last, year, didn't she? And mm. As good as Adele was, she's just quite slow, her song. She's gone on and sold lots, so maybe Florence and the Machine will as well. But uh, Florence is playing this Saturday at Brixton on the Enemy Tour uh, with Las Vegas, White Lies. And uh, what's the song? It's Kiss with a Fist. You hit
0: are going to win her on that one. Susan loves that one.
2: Oh, I you can have a jump around. Yeah. yeah she,
0: no, she loves that. Her. She loves the lyrics.
2: She's a little bit more upbeat than uh, Adele.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who is Just she? Florence and the Machine. Who is she?
2: I can't remember what her second name is.
0: Uh, she's a London girl, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Did> <laughs> well, it was very good. Susan really liked it. She's good.
2: She wears sparkly outfits and jumps around the stage a lot. So yeah. uh, hopefully tonight she'll do a bit of that, inject a bit yeah. of life.
1: into might and go for that. Do you know what? I might just watch it just for that. Yeah. No, just I wasn't going to bother You see,
0: look, she's interested <laughs> now. <laughs> 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 They'll probably cut her out now, won't they? <laughs> <But yeah>. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> the following Glasgow was taken down 18 to 20 years ago.
2: Was it really? There you no, go. I don't know.
0: Uh, doesn't doesn't exist anymore. What shame! All those Aww. great theatres that have gone. Nico Case.
2: Nico Case, yeah, fantastic. She is. We like her. She's. Into, it pops up in the new pornographers every so often. We played them before on the show. Um, she's playing at Bush Hall on Monday. Has a new album out on the second of March called Middle Cyclone. And this is a track from it. This is the first single actually. Uh, Nico Case and People got a lot
0: of nerve. I, I like it. It's only cuz I think it sounds like a lot of those girls who sing like that. It and sounds like Kirsty
1: yeah. McCall. Yes, it I? does
0: sound a bit Kirsty McCall.
2: Yeah, totally she does. She mm. really does actually. Not bad as it stuff as well. So, she's nice. Nico okay.
0: Okay, we <laughs> like her. But the next we one like. apparently is is Steve's favorite.
2: I really I really like this guy, M Ward. He's called. Um he's playing uh he's playing borderline next Wednesday. I'm feeling it's sold out really really quickly, but Never mind. Get the album instead. It's just very good. The new album's called Hold Time. Um, I have a list to this song called Nobody Had Nobody Like You.
0: Like that too. I really like you mixed on that one.
1: Very seventies.
0: Oh, Susan's seventies. You see. Yes,
1: yeah, very seventies.
0: No, I like. I'm with you on that one, Steve. I, I like that. Really. Like I think it. they've all been good this week. Yeah,
2: they have actually. A remarkable
0: yeah. change. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like a challenge to try and please
0: you. Well, um, as, you, so as you know so well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the good news is, very quickly, because I'm just running out of time, uh, Spandau Ballet are definitely getting back together this year, provided yeah, he loses the, the weight. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> Roll him out on stage.
0: Roll him out on stage. <laughs> Actually, We're I only totally talked to, uh, to him a short while ago. Yeah. And did he
2: say he was going
0: to? Well, he's, really? I didn't think he was carrying that much weight, but he, he, he's yeah. happy to lose a little bit of it. But listen, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to let you go, because I've run right out of time. But I hope you had a nice birthday yesterday.
2: Thank you ever so
0: much. And, uh, have a nice time at the Brits. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Probably be fun talking to Kylie. Be Absolutely. All right, all right Steve, be thank you, you
0: for that. Bye-bye. Take care. Steve, Steve Hargrave, catch him on Sky a little bit later on.
1: This. OBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs. Helping commercial landlords get what they're owed.
0: So yesterday we found out, says Alex, how Mr Blacker is doing so well. He takes other people's work and just regurgitates it for us. did well for him hey, did Sorry? Didn't work. Didn't work. Did uh, it at all with, the uh, Tamagin. Third, but close. And uh, so you lost £2, pounds, Alex lost £2. Pounds. Uh, he's in Hock for £27.21. How he's going to make the money up, I've got no idea. But you're still in profit £9.72. So well done there. They're off to Kempton tonight to try out the panoramic restaurant. Oh, nice. I didn't know there was a panoramic restaurant in Kempton. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if Mr. Blacker goes for a Kempton runner, we'll cheer it home for him. I, I, if I'd known that, I would have done. I've actually gone for the Ludlow today. Have you? Oh, well, yeah. they've actually gone for Doncaster, strangely. <laughs> they've gone for the three, they, they, him. 3.55 at Doncaster, a French horse win only. A French a horse. French, any French horse. Any Henry? it's <laughs> just, we, <like>, oh, <laughs> I don't know, it's a French horse. <laughs> <laughs> a French horse win only. You, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going to, uh, Ludlow for the 4.40, Baby Run. Baby Run. Baby Run, run Ludlow 4.40. There was a very good song, actually, called Run, Baby Run. I can't remember who did it years ago. Oh, yeah, I know the one, run, run, baby, run. That okay. wasn't the one, I was, thinking. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh right, <laughs> I didn't know that one. Oh, right. oh, I'm singing another one, am I? <laughs> I think I'm sh- so. <laughs> I'm sure there was a song called Rum. <laughs> there was it was Rum, Baby, Run, mm. and I can't remember who who did it. You watch somebody will write. They know my audience know these sort of things. <laughs> Phil, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Phil will be back tomorrow to let us know whether or not we won. Or all- isn't it cold? Do you think it's cold in here? It is cold in here. Actually. It is. It yes. is It is. It is Baltic. <laughs> my hands are so icy. Look, they've gone pale. I'm not normally a pale person. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, everybody now telling me the Glasgow Apollo has been knocked down.
1: But years ago, I don't even. I mean, I have to admit, it's a kind of. Bef- um. I say it's before my time. I haven't been to a gig in Glasgow. I don't know for how long. I haven't been in Glasgow City Centre since I don't know how long. <laughs> so when somebody asked me that question about an hour ago, I, I just
0: assumed it was there. Oh really?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I have to admit, I haven't been to a gig. Eighteen for a long years time. ago,
0: uh, a lot of people are going there. It's amazing, actually, how many people are listening at the moment who know, know about yeah. the uh, the Apollo. Yeah. Um and it closed down years ago. I saw the New Seekers there, says Alan.
1: What is it now then? Does anybody know? It's a building it's site.
0: Made? Apparently there is a site on the uh, on the internet you can find and about it. It's a building it. site. Well, well it it's mad, it's it's it? there's a site on the net about it, says Stuart and Medstone. And Stuart and Edinburgh says the Apollo's long gone. Oh. So it's one of those big theatres, isn't it? Yeah. did they used to say that the, the Glasgow Empire was, I think, comedians um death place wasn't it people used to die there on a on a friday night people used to heckle and throw <laughs> things apparently they always used to say if you could survive the glasgow empire you weren't doing too badly um yes everybody's saying it's it's been pulled down but you can go onto the internet and find out more about it uh, on the bus is a very good box set
1: mm, i remember That's watching okay. that okay i, was I young used to that. like olive i don't think i'd have a box set though no
0: yeah i like that actually a box i think good um another one here oh this is a, a very quick poem actually from uh, michael dennis the black cab poet um, and it's about bankers. <laughs> I, I work for an investment bank, so naturally I'd like to thank each customer that I have screwed for all their money I've accrued. I admit it was my onus to amass an obscene bonus. I brought the country to its knees so I could pay my kids' school fees. Oh, I can't read the next line, I'm afraid it's root. But anyway, it just rhymes with, for morals I have scant regard. I have squirrelled a large amount of cash in my offshore account. It isn't me where you should aim all of your anger, hatred, blame. This has been a long time brewing, not completely my own doing. For those who look to the government, it's them who set the covenant to make it easier to lend to all you fools who overspend. Time came for me to face the flack and fingers crossed behind my back. I offered the authorities the feeblest of apologies. So now I need to get away. Some gardening leave, a holiday. On my return, I'll earn my pay. Consulting. For the FSA.
2: Mhm.
0: Thank you very much indeed Michael. As always.
1: He like I like him. He writes some good stuff. He writes some nice little I like poems, that doesn't kind he? Of thing, yeah. In
0: between, you know, making a small fortune driving a black cat... He should make you shouted should... out the window at me one day. Explicking <laughs> <laughs> him. <them>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he should
1: put together, you know, one of these little booklets with all these different types of poems in it. I think that would be quite good. Really? Yeah,
0: I think yes, so. Yes. I, I tell you what I used to love. I used to love the um the letters that were sent, the Henry Root letters. Mm. Do you remember those from years ago?
1: Well, vaguely. Yeah.
0: And a friend of mine, you, you used to write to companies pretending to be different people, <laughs> and he used to write. I think he actually wrote to Colonel Sanders <laughs> once, <laughs> pretending to run a, um, a women's group, saying, "Listen, we'd love the recipe for your, uh, you know, for the, for the coating on the chicken. We don't want to actually buy it. We just thought we'd use it and adapt it for something else." I don't know why I've adopted a Scottish accent. <laughs> anyway, do I. and so they actually wrote back and said, "Unfortunately, we can't actually." Um,
1: they will not ever give that recipe. Tell you away. what, it
0: is—it's secret, isn't it?
1: I have to admit, I do like I do like a Conan
0: Sanders. So I do na- like... very yeah. naughty for you. Cheryl Crow is who it sounded like. Thank you very much indeed.
1: Who said about Cheryl Crow?
0: That music that we played earlier on. Which well, one? Well, that music that I was singing. Oh. Run, baby, run. It's not the run, b- run, baby, run. No, and that's goes, not the one oh, you're thinking of. No, I am. That's the one I'm thinking of. Cheryl Crow. No, I'm not thinking no, of that's Cheryl what I'm Crow. Saying, I'm <laughs> thinking <laughs> of a group from the seventies. <laughs> you're not
1: thinking of Cheryl Crow because that's not how your song it goes. It was the new, new Beats. Thank you.
0: See, I knew somebody'd know. It's the New Beats. <laughs> the oh new beats will run, baby run. I'm going to have to download the blooming thing later on today, aren't I? Got me all mad. Jane Moore talks about, you know, the joke which we did on the programme. I think she must have heard it, which is Alfie Patton has joined Fathers for Justice. He doesn't know much about the politics of it, but he's already got the Spider Man outfit.
1: Do you know, somebody sent me that on text yesterday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's as funny.
1: obviously doing the round.
0: And, strangely enough, she says, I'm, I'm a bit confused. She says first it was Valerie Singleton assuring us she wasn't a lesbian by confessing to an affair with Blue Peter co-presenter Peter Purvis. Then Peter confirmed it, detailing that the inevitable happened after a drink or two and also confessing he had a bit of a thing for Leslie Judd. But now Leslie Judd says she wasn't interested in him because she was secretly holding a candle for John Noakes. <laughs> Enough already, says Jane Moore, with this willful self-destruction by our supposedly virtuous childhood icons. To paraphrase, here's one I made out with earlier. (laughs) Very good indeed. We like that. We like that. And Betty Davis is the bloke quote for today. She says, if you've never been hated by your child, you've quite clearly never been a parent. Mm. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, And also, very sad, the other day, all the soap stars were out for Coronation Street. Second time in ten years they've stopped the set. Uh, And this was for the... Uh, funeral of Bill Roach's uh, wife, Sarah.
1: That was really... Absolutely. funny. At the beginning of the programme, we were talking about, um, you know, death and the... If you can plan it, then fine. But with mm. something like that, that was such a shock, wasn't it? Because mm. apart from the fact she had asthma, there was... She wasn't nothing. actually ill.
0: No, nothing at all.
1: That was why... It, and she was 58. If if you, he's he's um, 76, yes. um, you know, you would think um that it would be him who would be the pro- have the problem with health not mm. her and that's why it came as such you a remember shock his,
0: his daughter of course edwina died in 84 yeah. a chest infection yeah. and he he broke down at the it's um, it's physically impossible not to break down at church services or funerals if you're reading something it's just so so difficult he, he broke down but he said as everybody else does i'll get i'll get through it i'll get through it uh, and he did but the whole cast turned out and they closed mm. the set down for the day so good for them Good for them indeed, everybody turned up, I think practically everybody and then but tragically well, because she was his agent oh I didn't know if she was his
1: agent, I but think it, she it was, was his agent a, as well it was a it was a bad it's been a bit of a bad time obviously for Cory because obviously William Roach's wife dying mm. then Kim Marsh losing her baby, and then shortly after uh, apparently a, a vision mixer on the on the soap um, who was there for years upon years upon years died as well so yes. that was three in quick succession, so uh, it's um bit sad, really.
0: Incidentally, if you are missing your post this morning, we found another crooked postman. This one, unfortunately, when the police raided his garage, he had 10,000 letters in there that he had failed to deliver. (laughs) I bet there's a blooming cheque for me in there. There's bound Mm -hmm. to be. Um, And so what happened was that what they were doing, they were stealing the post to go through it and steal the items in there. So they were opening the stuff to see if it was a birthday card that's got money in or it was uh, items. So they've now arrested a woman in Basildon. (laughs) <laughs> That's a surprise. And it's a former employee, so they... I mean, it happens quite a lot, because they know that people send parcels, and it must be quite tempting, to, uh, to thieve from people. That's when I think we should bring back hanging. I think, you know, there's, there's so much thieving that goes on nowadays, there's no checks on employees. At all. They just say, oh, yes, you look fat. Yes, you do it. You know, they might have been fired from somewhere else for doing something very similar. But
1: the reason that uh, people do it is because they know that the punishment for doing it is either nothing or a slap on the wrist. Therefore, there's no deterrent. Therefore, just continue doing it. Yeah. If you were in somewhere like, um, you know, the Arab states or something like that, you'd have your leg, your arm or whatever chopped off mm. if you nicked something. Therefore, you don't do it.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, um, well unfortunately, people still do. Because otherwise, you know, it's, it's like if if, if, the, if the death penalty was a deterrent, you'd have no crime. But of course we have. And even when we had the death penalty, it wasn't really a deterrent, was it? Because those people who perpetrate the crime... If you said to all these youngsters who went out with a knife, like we said earlier on in the programme, there's a woman in court because for, for her son's 16th birthday, she bought him a gun. And, and you think, I mean, what, what is the answer for these people? They're either too stupid... Or they're just they are beyond redemption. But, what 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 is the answer for that? But do
1: you not really think that if you brought the death penalty back for things that it wouldn't be a deterrent?
0: No, really, not in the slightest. Oh, I disagree with you. No, I it wasn't it before because otherwise you wouldn't have any crime. Yeah,
1: but the amount of crime you had because was if minimal, somebody's going though, to commit a it?
0: crime and if they're that passionate about it, they're going to do it whether or not they go at the end there's a death penalty. It's no. not going to make the slightest difference. But, I don't think so. And there is that problem that you might make a mistake.
1: But the law of averages says that. I mean, I know that the amount of mistakes—even if you made one mistake—that's bad that's enough. too many, yeah. But I know. still, mm. I still think it would be a deterrent because if the amount of crime that there was when we did have the death penalty was a huge amount less than it is now.
0: I'd have to look at figures to, to oh, confirm right. that for you. <laughs> we can
1: analyze that for. Next I'd have week. to analyze that one okay. for next week. I, sh- okay. I shall get
0: government statistics because sure. right. I think the crime rate now is is worse.
1: Yes, without but I the don't death think it's though.
0: because of not having the death penalty. I think it's because children nowadays are even more badly behaved because they know they can get away with it. But
1: don't you think they had the death penalty? They wouldn't. Well, I think so just badly for a behave. few knife
0: crimes can't bring back the death penalty. It's well, a lovely idea. But you
1: have to have something. Oh, we right. have to have something, right. don't right.
0: we? We have to have the news, <laughs> which is next. <laughs> London's biggest conversation continues after the news with Nick Ferrari at Breakfast, LBC ninety-seven point three. Morning, everybody. Uh, 10 to 7. Apparently, if you want to get the girls, walk tall like Mr Darcy. You've got to be tall and upright. Apparently, uh, men stoop. Did your mother ever tell you that t- sit up? Mm-hmm. Sit. People are constantly tell you to sit up because our, our posture is appalling. Mm. And we tend to have rounded shoulders. Whereas, in fact, that's why, you know, having shoulder pads was an absolutely brilliant idea. But our, our posture is terrible nowadays.
1: But that's why the we fit... Is very good because the whole thing is based around your posture. All oh, right. Um, when you stand on the Wii Fit board, oh. uh, you've got this little thing that shows you um, exactly how your posture is, and at the end of it, it tells you what it is. Um, so you can really concentrate on that, and mm-hmm. it means that when you do it, if you do it every day or every second day or whatever, in everyday life,
0: when you sat on a chair, which I'm slouched at the moment. Well, we're all doing it, aren't we? I'm sl- yeah. oh, you're all gone next, over There. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: like, you know, People disappeared
0: from me. Uh, but you're right. I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm, how many times, you know when you sit in your car, is your back actually up against the back of the seat? Yeah. Mine isn't. No. And no. you think, well, why doesn't the, the seat curve forward? As opposed to curving away from me, curve into me. Yeah. Makes more sense, so doesn't you have it? To,
1: you have to think about it. Because if you think, when you're sat in your slouch like I was before, and now I'm mm. upright and I can really feel a discomfort in my back because, of course, I've been slouched for the last half hour. Yeah. And then you think, when you, when you make a mental note of it, it does, you feel taller, you feel better. Because, yeah. of course, all your you insides... Oh, yes, oh, cool. I feel another A giant among women, top top to let me tell was, like, you. now, I'm six foot.
0: Six foot. Um,
1: but, yeah, it, it's true what they say, but you just have to be conscious of it all the time.
0: Yeah. What was that
1: song that you... That walk tall, walk straight, and look Walked the world right? Walk tall, walk
0: straight, and look the world right in the eye. That's what my mama told me when I was about me high she said son be a proud man and hold your head up high walked and it tall. was sung by yeah. val Dunican.
1: that was it yes always when somebody says walked tall," i always
0: instantly think of that have song. that song
1: in my head yeah
0: i always think of paddy mcginty's goat strangely <laughs> enough but there you go that's all <laughs> i like actually strangely since i've been having my bag from home which is quite heavy and I've, i don't know what i've got in it a old rubbish but i've started getting backache now and shoulder ache so i've got to stop bringing the bag in
1: you, you will do, because that was one of the things where, mm. you know, in the last 10 years, we've all started to use rucksacks yeah. as opposed to normal bags. And they say it because over 40, children... I can't
0: wear a rucksack. It looks stupid. No, I know, but a lot people. of people do. Young yeah. people.
1: when they, Because you don't put the rucksack over both shoulders. You hang one off one shoulder. Mm. Therefore, it's so heavy with all the school books mm. that they're stooping to one side.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised that poor little paper boys and girls, you know, oh, haven't dislocated their backs on a Sunday, the amount of stuff they've got to get. When I bring my papers up on a Sunday from down, it's all I can do to carry them upstairs. I don't and know. that's ha- just one set. I don't know how
1: they do several they streets. Do how can they do them? Because, you know, For it's... money, I
0: think. But well, they don't get paid much. No, they don't. But boys. it's better than nothing, isn't it? Oh, of
1: course. I admire them when they go out and do it, especially when it's pouring and Uh rain.
0: Good news is that uh, the mother of Alfie Patton is now facing court action uh, because he's not been going to school. <laughs> Quite clearly, not as he was spending the time in that rough, sorry, that, uh, that charming girl's bedroom. So that's why he's not been going to uh, school. Uh, Dorian rice said, good here, Steve Hargrave. Just as well there were no awful songs like the one last week. Time flew by, as usual, but I made the most of it, as he probably won't be on your show next week if he's off to the Oscars, which is on Sunday. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty, probably very likely you remember from, uh, from last time. Uh, and uh, Val says, I watched the last series of Mistresses as it was filmed in Clifton. Mm. In Bristol, where I grew up, enjoyed the first series. I watched last night, but thought it was a bit over the top. Be interested to see how it how it goes.
1: Yes, they've completely moved on um, since the first series. Very, very different. Very, very different. Mm. Um, so, yes, I, I agree with you. I think it will be interesting to see how that pans out. I'm not sure they'll make a third series. I don't think there's enough meat to do a third.
0: Okay. And here, here is the story to gladden your hearts. And there really is a lady called Edie Shufflebottom. <laughs> and Edie Shufflebottom is 102. She's been going to the same church for 98 years. She's had the same church in her family since she was four years old. Edie Shufflebottom, you get the... And it, she's in Lancashire. In fact, she was going there a year before the Titanic sank. Isn't that amazing? It's the wow. same church for 98 years. But she's seen a few vicars. <laughs> quite a few 102 she is now bless her heart we love her uh is uh christina hendrick oh no she's in mad men sorry i thought she was going to be in uh, something else but she's not i'm afraid uh peter Sutcliffe got 20 life sentences he should at least complete one yeah of
1: course he should totally Yes, it's totally absolutely. Agree.
0: ludicrous isn't it yeah. i think to um to uh to Just actually think even that, think yeah. that you could release this man certainly not absolutely no no, definitely not. Eight four eight five zero. steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Very quickly, some more of your. Uh, te- A lot of people telling me there's fake iPods being sold. There's fake everything. Yeah, of course. Fake you. iPods are, are no different from anything else. I was amazed that they brought out fake iPhones.
2: They oh, were really? selling
0: fake iPhones, and they're generally sold out of the back of cars. And people go, here, do you want to... I've had it before. People have stopped me. Listen, I'm just going back to the airport. I've been to a, a fashion show and I've got all these leather jackets. What, what What? fashion show? I'm in the media. Tell me about it. I didn't know about this one. Where was it? Mm. Earl's <laughs> Court. No, you're a liar, aren't you? I'm that, they, they want to sell you speakers. <laughs> you know, because you're walking down the high street. And the first thing you think of, isn't it? Must get some speakers today.
1: But you see, they think that people are gullible. And the sad thing is, they, they are. are gullible That's people. why they're out there. That's exactly why they managed to sell them.
0: <laughs> that's why they're out there it's, it's a shame really but it, it is speakers isn't it and they're at the back of the car and there's speakers the size of your house and they get because I'm you know I feel like saying to them I've, I've just bought a stereo and strange enough it didn't come with speakers I'll <laughs> buy your ones yeah. and you know that there's nothing in them it's like all those uh, crooked blooming, um auctions where they try and sell off things and there's no, there's no working there was some woman who walked out with a television got it home turned it off nothing happened Really went round the back there were no workings in it <laughs> it was just an empty television Shows that people are very, very gullible, oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> Which is rather a shame. We can't find out how much people uh, earn on paper rounds now. It used to be about two quid a week, didn't it? It must be a downside sight more than that. It must be a few pounds Well, don't
1: now. they have to be paid the minimum wage?
0: What is the minimum wage now?
1: £5.80 it 80 something. What, an hour? Yeah.
0: They're not going to pay them that. It can't be that much profit in newspapers. Because otherwise, you just string around oh, out, wouldn't you?
1: It's a little bit less for those under six or under a particular age. Are, are
0: they all particularly young then who are doing the training? Uh, well, paper most runs? of them
1: are, yeah, I think because of the money and also they can do it before school. Oh, right. I, I used to love so. a paper
0: round, actually. I loved it. I do,
1: I'm not sure how many people get papers delivered anymore, though. That's oh,
0: loads of people get papers delivered. Oh, yes. You'd be surprised. A lot of housebound people that can't get out. And they like to know. Of course, I've always said it's easier just to tune to LBC, because that way you don't need to buy a paper, because mm. we tell you everything that's going True. on. Susan, a pleasure, as always. Thank you very much. So you can go to your website and catch up on the soap gossip. And you can get the new podcast as well, yes. Oh, blimey. All on there. And that's what? Susan SusanSpence.co.uk.
1: .co.uk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. OK. I also have a website, SteveAllenshow <laughs> Steve co.uk uh, plus you can find out all about us on the lbc website where as i've said more and more of you every day and every week and every month are uh, checking out the blogs and the podcasts. so i urge you to do that later on today because it's well worth it i'm always fascinated by it re- i even read my own blog backwards <laughs> funny that <ain't> i <laughs> backwards it doesn't quite sound as funny as it does forwards but there you go so i'm back with you tomorrow morning have yourself a very very nice day nick and guests are with you after the news which is next here on lbc 97.3